Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel with another episode of our Ecom Show, and today I'm here with Casey uh from california hey and uh, it's great to have you here you have a really interesting story and your agency is always always also really interesting what you do so let's jump let's just you know jump into it so hey how are you today i'm doing pretty good it's the morning time out in california but uh so far so good how about yourself how's everything yeah i'm in budapest hungary it's been my um place in the last one year since covid started and uh actually i'm planning to go to california um so so yeah where are you exactly in los angeles awesome. uh so we're located in west hollywood california uh basically mm-hmm. los angeles yeah nice so yeah let's start uh, with some personal story here so i know you work with some bigger or you know big agencies one of the most well-known agencies like hawk media and mm-hmm. uh and others um how was how was it working for them what, what did you learn there i'm really curious yeah so actually i started working in marketing probably about eight years ago but around 2016 2017 i worked at hawk media as you guys know, if you're in the space, it's one of the OGs when it comes to uh, GDC marketing. Um, I think I, at that time I was employee 40 around that area. And I, myself and everyone that was involved, we watched Hawk Media grow to the company that it is today. Um, and I had my hand into a lot of name brand brands that you probably know of today. And again, kind of the same concept. We really were on the forefront of something that was newer in terms of managed services and advertising. Um, And I got to work with different departments, email, uh, paid search, um, SMS messenger. At that time, I started working, collaborating with Octane, which they originally were known for Facebook messenger. Now they're in a different type of service, but stuff like that. and over time, I got to use that experience in terms of the skill sets that I've learned, and I got to apply that in other companies. Um, and you know, now that I'm uh, on my own, I've been able to apply those technical uh, uh, skills and really apply that to Skylab Media. Nice. And uh, mm-hmm. at Hook Media, did you, so were you responsible for one channel or maybe one client or? What was the what was the setup? Or you manage multiple channels? Mm-hmm. So originally, I was in the paid social department, so mainly working on Facebook and Instagram at that time. Um, and even this was prior to the Cambridge Analytical scandal. We we were able to use uh, data logic sets too. That's what really helped 
take a lot of brands to the next level in terms of advertising. Um, but my main focus was in the equity department. So mm -hmm. what we ended up doing is it was kind of the, the starting point of their VC uh, firm. Like they have a capital department right now. And basically at this point in time, they're able to help raise funds for those starter brands that need extra funding. Um, but I was on the forefront of that department and I worked with every, I would say service that was available to these brands. So for example, I worked hand in hand with uh, influencer email. I worked with search. I worked with a, a bunch of different managed services and we came together to build like an omni-channel approach to manage their advertising from an overall, I would say cohesive strategy from end to end. Um, and so brands that I've worked with are like Amazing Grass, for example. Um, they're a plant-based superfood company. Um, I worked with a brand called uh, Sweat Taylor. And I'm not sure if a lot of people know what that is. It's basically a premium men's apparel brand. And uh, we also helped them do a rebrand as well. So those are just a few examples at Hawk Media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. And uh, when did you decide to start your own agency? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of a funny story. So fast forward about three years later, I was working at Meet6. And at that time, I was approached from another agency on LinkedIn. They wanted to hire me as a VP of marketing for their agency in Hollywood. And um, at that time, I wanted to uh, add more income, more cash flow into my savings. And so I was watching a lot of Dave Ramsey videos. And it's basically what he is known for is basically getting rid of debt, learning how to be financially independent, having those financial uh, literacy skill sets that you need to become where you want to go in terms of being debt free and whatnot. So anyway, one of the things that he said was, hey, like, um, if you're not making enough, get a second job or ask for a raise. And so coincidentally, I uh, was poached from another agency. He wanted to hire me as a VP of marketing. But I said no, because I really liked where I was at in terms of my career. And so I said, I'd be willing uh, to do this freelance. And so over the course of that year and a half, I got to watch and learn how to grow at that stage, literally from the ground up in terms of what to do, what not to do. And in that first conversation, he said, you know, I'm surprised you're not running your own business. And, you know, I never really thought that I came across that way. Um, or that I had that ability to do. And so that's where the wheels started turning. I'm like, maybe I can do this because in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to have the hustle. You have to be able to work under pressure and you want to work for it. You need that grind. And so just having already that foundation, that skill set, working with industry leaders, understanding at different stages how to grow a company, that's where I was able to really take that leap of faith and take a huge risk. And so, um, you know, a year and a half later, two years later, uh, Skyline Media is an omni-channel marketing agency. We have over 11 employees, some are full-time, some are part-time, but we're really hitting the ground running. And I'm really impressed by our team and myself and 
you know, sometimes I wake up, I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just in a few years, things can really change. And uh, I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. Are you a fan of hiring junior people and teaching them with your own uh, systems and, you know, way of doing things? Or do you prefer hiring more like, you know, experienced people doing it for long years? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah, what is your approach? Great question. So I'm a fan of those who want to work for it, want to work hard. I don't care if you're a senior level or your entry level. If you can put in the work, you put in the time, especially as a startup, is more important because there are going to be days where um, it may not be a nine to five. But if you're putting in the work, you know that over the course of that year or two that you invest, you will get rewarded. And I think the one thing that I've ran into is that when you hire those that are more senior, they kind of have expectations. I deserve to get paid this much. I deserve yeah. to work on these accounts. I deserve, you know, a work-life balance that is kind of unrealistic at this stage. And mm -hmm. so because of that, it's harder to retain those that are more experienced. And I'm talking about six, seven years, unless you're paying them, you know, above and beyond like two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year, especially in California. And it's because at that stage in your life you have these expectations like I deserve XYZ. That's great. But you know if you I feel like if you are coming in with that expectation already, it won't be a good fit because it just doesn't make sense at where we're at in our in our uh, period of growth doesn't mean that I don't want to pay people that amount. I do, but we just from a financial standpoint and a mm -hmm. realistic standpoint of attitude, it just doesn't make sense. Like I want people that are willing to learn, who want to go above and beyond, who are putting in the work because those people will stay longer and they often get rewarded a lot quicker. And I know that sounds very um jarring to some people but i think people often forget that when you're running a business there's so much behind on the back end that you have to consider that a lot of people just don't think about so it's all about optics and perception of where you're at so yeah i totally agree and uh <clears throat> as the agency grows you can hire uh, more senior level people more experienced probably even more corporate type of people Mm -hmm. But when you are a small uh, business and even startup, and if you hire senior level people and uh, they have a lot of expectations towards the business, then uh, nothing really happens. There are no right. people taking actions. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and it's I, funny I totally too. Agree. It's funny because, like, when I've because I've been in the same shoes before. I've worked at other companies where I was more, at, you know, obviously senior at that time, but I already had expectations of, okay, this is what I'm willing to do, this is what I'm not willing to do. Mm -hmm. Obviously I was getting paid uh, handsomely for it, but I always can tell like 
no matter where you're at in your career, no matter how much you're getting paid, you can tell like who's willing to put in the work. And I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, that's how people get promoted and loyalty and retention is huge. Like you want to have a solid team and your, your company is just as good as your team is. So you have to be very mindful of that. Yeah, I think we had a small cutoff. Uh, I think it's mm -hmm. my internet. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, regarding your agency, so you manage uh, quite many different channels and uh, I could see even NFT marketing. So there are some really interesting mm -hmm. uh, things uh, in your agency. Um, yeah, so I'm really curious, what are the more uh, traditional channels that you do and what are the new kind of things mm -hmm. like NFT or even TikTok and all of those? Yes. So um, as you know, a lot of the traditional managed services like the social search, uh, lifecycle and influencer, that's kind of the new age of, I would say, print marketing, traditional TV, all that. I feel like that's what that's where we're at right now when it comes to DTC and advertising on the digital forefront. And so with that, it's a red sea. There's so many different competitors in there that offer that already. Obviously, we do a great job of setting ourselves apart based on our structure, how we set, every, set everything up, our team, the level of expertise and all of our partnerships. But in an area where we want to focus on, it's to see what are things that other agencies are not offering that we can deliver now that it's newer and that it's a hot market. So cryptocurrency, NFT, um, podcast marketing, Spotify, et cetera. Those are all things that normal DTC agencies don't provide. And it's becoming more clear that people are starting to dabble into that. But it's definitely a section where we want to provide services. Plus, it's cool. It's new. It's something that people aren't doing, and it's really fun. And so why not enter that market as one of the leaders? And what's really cool, too, is like we've already had other clients, um, other potential prospects who reached out to us prior to even offering that as a service that are interested in it. So I think that that was kind of the idea. And so we offer that as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of investors right now, I and mean, even people, mainstream media, they know that NFT marketing and cryptocurrency is going to be something to be taken very serious, especially when we think about the rollout of 5G and new technologies. People are going to want um, new things to work on and experience. And those are just a couple. One thing that people aren't thinking about is the innovation of AR and VR and companies like Facebook that are rolling out Oculus. When we talk about um, in the next couple of decades, people are gonna want more of their own digital experience, their own digital world. And so how do you tap into that Companies like Facebook are developing these uh, products that you can enter into. And it's kind of like the way that I look at it is like, you know, Facebook and all these traditional social platforms, what they're doing right now is more of a 2D type of realm. 
Now we're heading mm -hmm. into 3D where when we're talking about AR and VR, there's so much more opportunity when it comes to that uh, experience of social interaction that I think where NFT and crypto and AR and VR is going to be a huge uh, factor to take into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really interesting. And let's connect this with e-commerce. So what changes mm -hmm. are you uh, seeing or or are you or mm -hmm. do you expect? Well, um, as you guys know, iOS 15 is taking a huge hit on many advertisers that are small business owners. Enterprise accounts, um, they're not as effective because they have an entire uh, plethora of different services that are going for them, I would say. Um, it's really hitting home those that are just starting out or that are mid-size that rely on advertising uh, longer than a seven-day window period. And so when you factor that in, you have to think about, okay, what other services that I need to be on so that I can balance out the dip in terms of performance on longer attribution and window cycles um, that needs to be available, such as Facebook and Instagram. How do I tap into uh, TikTok? How do I tap into influencer and email and SMS? It's so funny because so many businesses right now, for example, are so scared of SMS marketing, but yeah. it's going to be your best friend. What platform do you know of today in terms of advertising that can literally reach the palm of your hand and has a 90% a open rate and a, a return on average greater than a 10x? Nothing right now of other than SMS has that ability to do so, um, unless you go viral on TikTok or something like that. But people really need to consider moving into other platforms, other managed services so that they can stay ahead of the curve and not fumble. Because at the end of the day, when I was 15, or obviously that has already rolled out, if you're not constantly pivoting, making new changes to your advertising um, strategy, you're going to fall behind. And it's clear, like if your performance is not as good as it was a year ago, well, what are you doing to fix that? You always have to think ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a bit more about TikTok. So um, I'm really curious what you can see about this platform and where is it going? And mm -hmm. um, will it be better than Facebook or is it already better than Facebook and Google? I think some of the concepts of TikTok are better. So for example, you're more likely to go viral on TikTok compared to Facebook and Instagram. And that's because TikTok doesn't have a heavy moderation. Um, I, and I obviously can understand why there's such moderation on Facebook and on Instagram, just with the recent scandals, the, the issues with the political side of things on that platform yeah, yeah. and misinformation, it's a lot to handle, but when you compare that and you compare it to TikTok, TikTok is easier to go viral. CPM rates are under $3 on average. Um, you have It's easier to generate traffic to your site at a lower cost. Um, but TikTok is rolling out a lot of features that are very similar to Facebook, such as the storefront, um, tagging your products for sales. The one thing that I think a lot of advertising agencies and business owners ran into was the 
the pixel and not being able to track purchases for a long time that was in beta kind of how snap started out too a lot of these things were in beta you had to unlock purchases um once you hit a certain amount of conversions etc um but i think that with talk TikTok, now what i'm seeing is that the platform itself is becoming more robust and a lot of big players a lot of businesses right now are advertising on TikTok. so if you're not on it you definitely need to hop on it and the algorithm the platform itself has gotten a lot better and you can get some crazy returns on TikTok. been saying this since day one if you haven't been on it you're missing out there's money on the floor that you have literally not grabbing so it's very important to think about even if you have a small budget, even if it's $50 a day, use that for your traffic campaign, uh, append the URL with UTM tracking and remarket people on Facebook. It's so easy. Like if you're not doing it, you're again, missing out. Yeah. 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 And what does work on TikTok? And what does work? Yeah. 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 Um, Can we generalize on this or, or naturally? Yeah. So you want to be as organic as possible. You have to be very mindful of your brand and how you portray your brand on TikTok. It's all video. So whether you create a viral campaign, whether you do a product unboxing, whether you work with an influencer uh, team and you build out contracts with them to showcase your brand and you track the revenue from those influencers through platforms like Grim. You have to be very mindful of how you approach TikTok. And the biggest reason why is because brand loyalty and brand identity and brand perception on TikTok is a lot different compared to Facebook and Instagram. You have to know your audience. Obviously, TikTok has, I would say, two main demographics. You have the Gen Z and the millennials. And so even when you target those age brackets, your messaging has to be different because the way a brand will or the way an audience like Gen Z will interact with the brand can be completely different with an audience like millennials and vice versa. Um, so I know it, it kind of it's vague in terms of generalizing, but at the end of the day, again, like your ads can be incredibly mindful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you mention any other channels which you think it's underrated? Uh, Snapchat. you also, sorry, you also mentioned podcasts. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm really curious, uh, if an e commerce business can have a podcast, or, or what do you think on that? Is it only yeah. B2B or, or not just B2B? You know, um, so. I'll start out with the underrated platform uh, first, Snap. It's a great mm -hmm. advertising platform. Again, it's kind of like TikTok in a sense of lower CPM, higher reach in terms of building out different parts of your marketing funnel. And Snapchat, Snap is actually growing across the globe. And so it's, again, a missed opportunity that you, you don't want to leave behind. Um, you know, all social platforms are growing. Uh, obviously right now but again definitely use snap a lot of 
enterprise accounts uses for top and funnel brand awareness, but you'll start to see more and more um, with smaller to mid-sized businesses. And then in terms of podcast marketing, this technically is more B2B traditionally um, because there aren't, it's not like you can track end-to-end product seeding through platforms like Rent for Influencer. With podcasts, this is more to get a dedicated uh, audience that will listen um, to your thoughts of if you're identifying yourself as a brand, as the owner, as a group that is developing a product on that brand, it's great to build a story, uh, a narrative that you can control. And then with advertising, what you can do is uh, you can work with Spotify, for example, and build out robust advertising uh, solutions that may fit uh, your needs. And so the, it's kind of like, if you know, when we're thinking about old school traditional advertising, like radio, print, TV, that's what, I, what I'm kind of alluding to with being on the forefront with new advertising solutions that are more in that digital side, such as podcast marketing with Spotify, for example. And again, that can be on that organic side or that can be on the paid side. And then again, NFT, crypto and whatnot, like you have to think about things that uh, aren't delivered as a managed service, especially when it comes to B2C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just today, I uh, it's a, it will be a personal story. So I was in the gym and I listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast and uh, there was an ad in the middle by uh, Helix and mm-hmm. uh, their CMO was also in our podcast. They are a mattress brand if somebody uh, doesn't know them. And uh, I think it's also a great option to uh, be in the radio, be in a podcast and uh, you get your... Uh, one minute block in the podcast and uh, a lot of listeners will will uh, hear your brand and they check out your website. Yeah, and what's cool about that is that you can target particular channels that you know has a high engagement rate, that you know that your audience will uh, purchase from. Um, again, that kind of goes with that influencer side. Um, if you're using software like Brand, you can literally find your favorite podcasts and see whether or not they're on that platform and you can reach out to them and say hey like for a featured post um would you yeah. be able to do a shout out with our brand we'll pay you xyz here's contract blah 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 all that stuff so it's just thinking outside of the box but being intentional with how you're marketing that brand and if it's something that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah so my last question to you, is there something that you would uh, recommend uh, to e-commerce businesses uh, just before Q4? Now it's end of September when we are recording this. So maybe any uh, specific tips for this year or, or any, anything? So I think that a couple of things. One, definitely plan ahead. Um, especially right before you don't want to be so you don't want to be in a position where you're scrambling last minute to approve assets or creative you want to make sure that you lock everything in if you're small to mid-sized businesses by october that way you can have everything finalized and ready to go typically two weeks ahead of black friday um but if you're enterprise 
you should already have this already planned out a year ago. That's one thing that most people don't think about is when you're working with an enterprise team, this is already all planned out. They usually plan a year in advance. They have that marketing budget set in place. They already have operations created, everything that they need. It's just that your agency needs to deliver on those managed services. When it comes to small and mid-sized businesses, you should already be working with uh, your agency on deliverables, budget, goals, uh, promotions, products that you want to feature, having your hero image, your website, everything already optimized, ready to go. If your agency isn't already doing that, that's a problem and that's a red flag. You have to be mindful of your audience as well. So if you're more of a Gen Z brand, typically a lot of times a younger audience likes to have a feel good message behind that. So part of proceeds would go to a cause or an event that they gravitate towards that uh, Gen Z can pick. If it's millennials and above, obviously that's more deal incentive, more deal inclined. Um, if you're a premium brand, obviously you want to think about your loyalty customers, your retention based audience, um, because the, that's going to be your best win there. If you don't want to do a mass site-wide sale um, and thinking about all channels, how, or how are all channels going to be involved? Build out your email list in October so that when uh, you roll out your campaigns, you have a massive list to outreach, uh, SMS as well. Um, you wanna think about it holistically, an entire ecosystem of what platforms are going to work for what brand. And if you don't have the budget, if you don't have the money, you have to think outside the box. What are things that I can do from an organic side? Um, reaching out to influencers, giving them a product in exchange for content, stuff like that. One thing that I will say though, is um, don't miss the opportunity uh, because November, December is gonna be your best time to profit and make that time your best friend. It's gonna be a lot of work, but if you put in the work now and you plan ahead, you'll, you will succeed. Yeah, I totally agree. and. Uh... I know e-commerce business owners who just take a vacation on Black Friday because everything is well planned ahead and uh, they don't have to be in front of the computer to mm -hmm. track the data and, you know, everything. Um, they can trust their team and, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that if you are a business owner, if you're a digital marketing manager if you're just starting out at the end of the day your experience obviously will come into play but your attitude the way that you work your drive and what you want in life it all starts with your thought process in your head if you're not manifesting what you want in life then you're going to be easily distracted and you may miss out on so many opportunities. So one thing that I just want to say is focus on the short-term and the long-term goals. Have that foresight to know how to pivot your business or personally your uh, career and really think about, okay, what can I do today to make sure that I'm successful in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these are amazing uh, final words. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. And uh, thanks uh, for the listeners who joined us today or listening to the podcast. 
And uh, if anyone wants to find your company and uh, and you where sh- where they should go, mm-hmm. uh, you can visit us at skylabmediallc.com, and all of our social handles are the same. Um, you can personally reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. We're always here to answer any questions that you may have or be a lending hand in terms of resource. Yeah, thank you. And we will uh, put all of these links into the description so everyone can uh, find these. And uh, thanks again and stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Buday Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.